Welcome to Fresh from the Esky. Subtitled Ordinary Lives, Ordinary People. Accompanied by Ordinary Production, Ordinary Editing. Sit back, grab a beer, relax and enjoy. Welcome listeners to Season 2, Episode 22 of Fresh from the Esky. I've got Ben along, back from um, England. He did an episode with us, now he's back as a co-host, as I have Grace Griffin along. Welcome along, Grace. Thank you. Great to have you along. Probably, a, well, I spoke to you earlier, before you were coaching in a grand final. You have yes. now coached that grand final. You are now a premiership coach yeah I'm one from one so that's a good feeling that's excellent isn't yeah. it yeah and in, inaugural coach of the under 15s as well the first year this comps ran in in our league and you went and won it not only won it came from a three goal deficit in the first quarter it must have been exciting it was yeah after that first quarter uh, it wasn't looking um wasn't looking too good but I think the girls just needed that bit of time to sort of really get into the game and from that point they were working really really hard and clawed their way back and then we went into, so the buzzer went and the scores were tied and we went into extra time and they kicked a point. So we were up by a point and then um, there was a bit of a contentious penalty given right on the buzzer again and brothers kicked a point. We're back into overtime again. So we had two lots of overtime. Oh, two lots of overtime. Yeah. I heard the one lot. I didn't realise. Yeah, two lots. two lots. So it was very, um, very much a, a bit of an arm wrestle between us and brothers. The two teams have been really strong over the season which is really good. It shows that there is a lot of new talent coming through and that, you know, there is a need for a spot for those girls to play. Like, there's enough... Um, it's been a tremendous success. Yeah. I, I didn't think it would be, to be honest. I yep. thought, oh, like a lot of the girls play, I think it was up to under 14s they were playing with um, the boys, was it? So they were playing in under 13s mixed until they were 15. And then there was actually a gap where yeah, they couldn't that, play anything. Yeah, which was no good. Yeah, and then the jump straight to women's after that. Mm. So. But they had good numbers and yeah. um, done very well. And the comp was good. Like I think everyone fielded a side in mm. it, which was great. Yeah. must have been a bit deja vu after you yeah. you and the women's team went into your third overtime the week before. Yes. Yeah, we lost. had the two as well. So, yeah, <laughs> when I saw it was um, all tied on the board... It definitely it took me back to the week before and I was getting a bit nervous. But, um, yeah, they just really, really worked. They locked it into their forward zone and they just wouldn't let them through. And, yeah, yeah they worked because three really goals is a lot, especially mm. in junior footy and especially in junior girls football. Like, that's a yeah. lot of goals to catch up. Like, yes. if you were playing senior footy, you'd say it's equivalent to six goals where, you know, everyone can... Mm. Well, not everyone, but quite a few guys can keep 50 metres and things like that. Like... Bit hard to get goals in junior footy. You've got to get it a bit closer and all that. It's a lot harder work. At yeah, time. definitely. We have the um, like the reduced field, which is good. Like some of the girls can clear it quite nicely, but um, we also have the agility poles, which makes it more difficult to have accurate yep. shots on goal. So yeah, it was like a pretty big feat for them to come back. Yeah, and, no, excellent. Yeah, and it they, just shows I think their like determination to do that. They hmm. yeah really push hard. And you've also won another comp as a coach as well in the school well sorry you've progressed further in another yes. comp in this yeah so i'm a co-coach um at the school i teach at and we have actually with the the coach of the brothers team from the weekend we're um co-coaches together at school so um you know sometimes we are friends and sometimes we're not 
Um, That's Michael Rose. Yeah, yeah, and he is an excellent um, coach, particularly in the space of women's football. He's been working in that area for a long time and has brought a lot of success to TCC previously. Um, but he, yeah, we, sorry, have progressed on to the next stage and a lot of the girls from Glenmore and from Brothers both play at TCC. So it's good for them to have both opportunities um, now that school footy is also getting bigger to keep improving and keep working their way up the ranks. Yeah, and I've had this discussion before with our regular co-host Megan Mm -hmm. and um, a couple of other girls we've had on. Women's sport in general, but especially AFL, has really, it's gone through the roof, hasn't it? Like, I I didn't think it'd take off like it has, and not, and I don't mean uh, AFLW, which is doing quite well, but I mean at the grassroots level, for junior kids and in regional leagues such as ourselves, it's really, it just shows it was always there. The yeah. girls always must have wanted to play. It's Absolutely. Just the opportunity wasn't there. I think for me, I didn't. I just didn't know too much about other sports, like all that was sort of presented to us. Um, like, you know, my family is like a league family predominantly, but there was no girls league. So, like, I never played that. Um, and then in, even in primary school, you just played netball, you played touch. Like, that was the girls' sports that were there. Um, and, you know, more individual sports like tennis and that, you know, most um, people have had a bit of a go at. But, yeah, there wasn't the opportunities or the, um, I guess, the publicity for sports like AFL. So, yeah, that's been really exciting to see yeah. that that's coming through. And that's probably the biggest thing about the AFLW does give it a bit of publicity for the Mm. girls to realise there is this opportunity to seek out the opportunity I suppose. Yeah definitely there's a lot of pathways as well to the AFLW which is awesome Um, especially for girls in regional areas that is one probably space where they can break into professional sporting is AFLW so um, yeah that's exciting for our regional girls as well. It is yes. All right, Ben I'll get you to a bit of fill while I actually get some beer out of the fridge and we'll have a beer, and then we'll discuss further the life of Grace Griffin. Yeah, no, sounds right. good. I was just going to add on with the AFLW. I think they just extended how many teams there are in the competition this past season. I think so. I, I think they've added about four clubs got teams now in the AFLW. Yeah, yep. And there's um, AFLW Fantasy now as well. Yes. Yeah, which I don't that. know how to work, but I signed up just to be <laughs> supportive. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, I'm not sure how I'm not sure how AFLW Fantasy works actually. I'm, might have to give it a go. Wouldn't it work the same? Like, I, I, you'd think so, but from... Well, I assume that they have to account for the less, maybe, disposals and the more... like There seems to be a lot more tackles in the game of AFLW than there actually is in the game of AFL men's. It's a bit scrappier. Yeah. But wouldn't things just count the same? Like, it's just a score system. I've never done fantasy football. <laughs> I mean, some people say I've had a fantasy career, but um, I've never... It's just people get points for goals and things yeah. like that, don't they? So it'll just run the same because it'll be everyone will be the same. It'll be a level playing field. So yeah, I'll, 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 I'll have a look into it. I'll find out. I'll see if it's the same scoring system. But I think um, I don't know. I think every AFL well, there might be two AFL teams that don't have an AFLW team. I couldn't couldn't tell you who they are. <laughs> But I've got a feeling there's about, yeah, I think there's two that don't have an AFLW because I think there's only 16 teams in that competition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I'm not sure um, the WA teams are in it. I know Sydney no, have WA, their second team. Fremantle and West Coast have Are they? Oh, team. I know. Well, I know uh, Sydney's got a team. Both Queensland teams now, uh, both Queensland, yeah, both Queensland teams now yeah. have one. 
both New South Wales, both South Australian, and I think the majority of Victorian teams. That I'm pretty sure there's two that don't. I think it was just recently Hawthorne got added in. I think Gold Coast was added in. I think the Sydney Swans were added in. And might have been St Kilda. Might have just oh, we had a team last year. Oh, no, maybe we didn't. Because Nathan Burke's daughter played for someone else. I remember that. Yeah, that might be right. Maybe we just got a team. But I did see they're playing at all the suburban grounds this year. Are they twist off? Oh, I don't think so, Dan. All right. <laughs> We're going to try a John Boston Pale Ale. It's crisp and clean. It's Australian beer. I'm not sure if it's a heavy or not. Can someone see the alcohol content? Mm, 4.2. Oh, yeah, 4.2. It's a heavy beer. Oof. Righto. We might need the opener. Now you are you are a beer drinker, Grace. I am. Was that bred into you by your father? You think? Yes, my dad is a very prolific beer lover. Um, he's brewed beer for like as long as I can remember. Um, my sisters and I talk about times when he you know brew a batch of beer and he used to he used to bottle it, which he doesn't do so much anymore. He just does kegs because um, yeah, it lasts a bit better, all those kind of things. But. I remember one time he'd brewed this beer and he'd bottled it, but it had gone off. And I've got like these really great memories of me and my sisters like shaking these beer bottles until the caps came off and there's just like spoilt beer spraying everywhere in the backyard. And yeah, so <laughs> beer's been a fixture of my childhood, um, yeah, but I, in a really good way. <laughs> actually, I remember this now. I remember someone saying when I, must have been when I, we had one of the Retzels on or something. Would then been. mentioning that... Um, well, I think we've only had Jacob on, so... No, we've had Wayne on oh, as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, But them saying, yeah, if I wanted different beers to see Grace's daddy brews mm-hmm. all different beers, we might have it to does. get you to get a six-pack for us or something. We'll try yeah, and Yeah, yeah, it's a good idea. Get a so he grill. still does that now? Yeah, yep. Um, he goes through phases where he's got, you know, he might have a few beers on at a time or he might be down to one just depending on how much time he has. Um, but he's entered a few competitions locally and done pretty well. So oh, really? He yeah. knows his stuff. He's yeah, yep. He's been doing it for a long time, so yeah. he's pretty good. I had a go at it many years ago, and I remember going to try and get some bottles, and they directed me to some guy, and they said, oh, he's got a few bottles. He'll be happy <laughs> to give you some anyway. He said, oh, I've only got 500 bottles, mate. Only 500? I said, oh, is that not? He said, oh, I've always got them full. There's always some on the go. So he must have been just settling them that quick that, you know, must have been drinking a few of them too. I'm yeah, sure. but, but yeah, it's, um, this is a real craft. I, mine was not very successful. Not, mine was good enough to run the lawn, mower. Not it. very <laughs> successful? You, no. We didn't even taste them. Oh, that's the second go I had. I had a go before you were born, Ben. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, when well, the you... second go, yeah. What, they all exploded out the, in the cupboard? Yeah, one of them did, yeah. That's the second time that's happened to me too, actually. <laughs> Another one you couldn't drink. The first batch I did was great. So I decided to put them in six packs and give them away as a mark of the round at the footy, but no one else thought it was great because no one wanted to take a mark. Guys had actually run away from the ball at risk of taking a mark. Anyway, Grace Griffin, you are local? Mum and Dad are local? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, grown up in Rocky, um, left very briefly after school, but came back, so... Yeah, I love Rocky. I like being around my family, and it's a like nice, easy lifestyle, which is good. Yep. So, mum and dad have, were born locally themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. So, yeah. So, you're third, at least third generation to Rockhampton. Yes. Yeah. My um, mum's family were actually looking at this big book we had um, on the weekend. Mum's family um, actually like were one of the first properties around Rockhampton or like one of the sort of more original ones. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. Coming over from Ireland and being around Wycarbor and, um, yeah. 
oh. sort of been around here since then. So, yep, long time. Yep. And <laughs> what does Dad do? Uh, he's a teacher as well. So both my parents are teachers. Oh, really? Um, I did try and not become a teacher, but <laughs> I found my way back into it. Uh, yeah, so both teachers. Yep. So you went to school locally here? Yeah, I actually um, went to school at the school I now teach at. So um, had a brief, brief time away, but yeah, back. Back there? Exactly like you, Ben. Yeah, <laughs> no. Teaching know. at the school that you went to and that? Yeah, I think uh, I think a fair few teachers do it. Um, I know there is, like, when you move away, obviously you can't do it. But if you locally stay, like, if you stay local, I feel like it's just going through high school, you always get that passion for the school that you went to. So you want to try and improve that school as well. I think that's, that's what's drawing me back to my school, yeah. Yeah, that's it. And I think the familiarity is good and you yeah. have more connections to you know get jobs and they sort of probably um maybe regard you a bit more highly a bit faster so you can get a bit more cred earlier (laughs) yeah well for something that i was hearing as a shortage of gee it seems to be a huge group just that through the football club and i suppose knowing yourself and knowing ben as well i know ben (laughs) quite well yeah there does seem to be a large group of young teachers male and female around at the moment which is good for teaching I, I think like because there seemed to have been a bit of a gap they 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 said we're losing teachers you know there's not enough teachers but there seems to be quite a few of them around at the moment yeah I think maybe like um I, I guess from the footy club perspective teaching such like a social a social job and I think most people who are around Glenmore are pretty like, social people so maybe yeah. that's why there's the concentration there yeah uh, and plus also I think teaching's better paid than it used to be mm. in the past um and it's there's good security there, I suppose, as well. But there is a does give the chance for young people like yourselves if you do want to travel. You know, you can get teaching jobs seem to be available in a lot of areas, and that. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, and it's always it's always something that you can come back to as well. Like once you have that piece of paper, you can do something else if that's not what you want to do straight away, and come back to it years later. So it's something that a lot of people I think just use also to have a piece of paper and have like kind of a safety net yeah definitely mm. that's what my dad told me for trade actually so I had to get a trade <laughs> what do you think of the beer what connoisseur what would your dad think of this Ooh. you think uh, he does like a pale ale um, I think it's nice and crispy that would be my first impression yes you could probably find out what Grace's dad thinks oh, of yeah. that on untapped actually that is could a good I? point is he on the untapped he, tap is he he oh, is I'll have to tell you in a minute how many oh, beers yeah. he's been a bit slack with the untapped. I'm pretty sure. Myself, I think Corey got me onto Untapped, but I assume it was your dad that got Corey onto Untapped. Yeah, he's a OG Untapped man. Yeah. He yeah. Has OG, what's that mean? The original from the original like, group. It, like been there for a long time. Oh, right. yeah. yeah. The original gangster. Um, but I, I, is I, that I, what OG means? Really, original I think gangster. So. Original gangster. Yeah. Oh. So when. Megan says, oh, I'm an OG at the footy club. That's what she means. Yeah. I thought it just meant she was from the original group. I've been working yeah, well, on that for I ages. Think, I, think that, I, I think it kind of means the same thing. Yeah. Like, I don't think Megan's actually calling herself a gangster. <laughs> no, I think no. she's just saying she was there from the start. Hmm. All right. Dad has rated this beer 3.75 stars. Is that a so good rating for him? That's quite decent. It's probably yep. the average. Yeah. Um, would you like to know how many beers he has checked in? Yes. Now, these are... Unique beers, mm-hmm. none of the same. He has logged 1,235 beers. So he doesn't mind tasting someone yeah. else's beer as well then? Yeah, no, that's, that is not bad I, I at all. Not bad. I, I don't think he's like Tommy. He's not like 
Uh, Hayden, where he'd take a sip of someone else's <laughs> beer and then raid it. <laughs> yeah, you didn't do that overseas. Did you participate in the Untapped app overseas? Oh, I did, yeah. I think I've, I'm up to about 310 or something now. Really? Um, I'm nearly up to 30, I think. Yeah, so I've, over, want, yeah. I've overtaken Corey now, which is um, my claim to the Untapped. So I think my next goal would be... Uh, uh, <laughs> Justin. Yeah, Justin, but I don't think I'll catch that anytime soon. No. That's... That's Basis a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is, uh, but I think I think Corey will probably overtake me very soon. Anyway, so well, he's got to. It's a tradition. Yeah. <laughs> what What is it like marrying? Oh, not marrying. What's <laughs> edit that out? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Your partner is actually well royalty. Glenmore, Wandle, Glenmore royalty. The Retzels. I mean. Yeah, I I don't. Well, obviously, I haven't grown up around Glenmore, so I didn't really know. So How what involved? did you attract you to Australian rules footy? Um, I was sort of just, I hadn't played um, team sport for a while, so I'd moved away to Brisbane at the end of um, at the end of school. At the end I, of your secondary school? Yes, that is. Yep. yep. Um, and I'd started a different course and I didn't like it and I'd come home and I was just kind of, you know, lots of things were up in the air and I was sort of just doing not much. Um, but I'd started teaching and I was really enjoying my teaching and I made a friend through my uni course, um, Bray Whatmore, who used to play for Glenmore. Um, so she had can, sort of half convinced me. And then I also knew um, Donna, one of the girls who still plays. Um, and she had also, you know, given me a bit of a um, push. So I just came down to training. I think I trained maybe once or twice before I actually played my first game. And I was just, I had no clue what was going on. I was just running around blind. Um, but I think, the girls were so welcoming and um, this atmosphere was so good that I was like, okay, this is, I could be onto a good thing here. I'll suss it out and see. Yeah, and you're stuck with it. <clears throat> you yeah. must be doing very well. You're actually captain of the women's team. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I think um, I have realised recently like how big of a part it has in my life um, from, you know, that would have been six years ago now when I started playing to now this it, you know, it takes up a lot of time in my week, which I love. I love being a part of um, the footy club and being around AFL, but it has really become a huge part of my life, which is, yeah, interesting to think about. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. It, I think you get involved in it does unknowingly almost become such a huge part. Oh, not so much for me these days, but I know for 15, 20 years it was just a huge part of life, and I didn't realise how much it was until you stepped away from it a bit, but... It provides you with so much the camaraderie, as you say. Now, I was involved with juniors, and as you are, and I think that gives you something else as well. Yeah, you know, working with the younger kids and all that, and getting them to feel the same way you do about it. That it's 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 a it's a passion as much as anything, I suppose, and the enjoyment you want to see kids get out of it. Like, not everyone's going to play AFL down in Melbourne, mm. Brisbane, and all that. But you want people to realise this is a great sport that you can get some enjoyment out of, meet other people. Um, it teaches people a bit of respect for not just the opposition, but their teammates, umpires, etc. and that. And I, I just think it's a great thing. And not just Australian rules footy, any team sport I think is great. It's just that this one's greater. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. It has been something I've really enjoyed this year with coaching the junior team to see them progress and um, to see them develop those like bonds with each other as well when the like, final buzzer went on the weekend and they were just so excited. They're in this massive big pile. They're all like hugging each other and just having the best time and they were so excited for each other 
and you know they're telling each other all the things that they saw the other ones do through the game and you know you played so well and you did this and you did that and how good was that mark so that was um yeah definitely one of the highlights of my year and again just that um that club feeling is pretty special yeah. are most of them staying on next like will they still be 15, under 15s and a half is it so or? what it looks like is going to happen is that the 15s will move to 16 and a halves so those girls will keep playing together as a playing group next year um and then it should go from there um they'll bring 15s back in and under 13s hopefully so we'll have two junior girls age groups in two years time that's the plan yeah Yeah. make a big day on saturday it will yeah (laughs) might have to look at logistics there i think i was gonna say i feel like like imagine a boy a boy trip you have to get down there pretty early for like either the 13s boys or the 13s girls and you'll be coming home late too if you stay for the day yeah yes i had to pack a book a couple of times and have a bit of a uh, rest <laughs> during during the day. Yes, you would. Yeah. Were they playing before the 15s boys um, or after them? Glenmore didn't actually have a 13s team this year, so we oh, were okay, playing yeah. a 13 spot most of the time. Yeah. Um, so nice and early, which is good. Yeah. So I'm just interested. You did finish second school. What was that previous career path before teaching you were going to take? Um, I was thinking about potentially going into medicine, but I didn't quite have the scores. So I started um, biomedical science, which is um, a really good pathway, but it's more so like a research pathway if you're not going on to do further study. And I just decided that it wasn't the direction that I wanted to go in. I didn't want to you know, be in a lab all day and yep. um, not talk to people because <laughs> I'm a fan of talking. Um, yeah, so I decided to come home and I worked for a bit in the office um, in like a finance admin role at TCC. And yeah, started teaching not long after that. So you are a social butterfly? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've um, been a known talker for a long time. So. Really? So that yeah. would have been why, because you're a year older than me, but that's mm-hmm. why we were in the same uni class. Yeah. Because I always forget about that. And I only just remembered it when you said before um, I had a friend in the uni class in Bray. And I was like, yeah. oh, that's right, we were in the same In the uni same classes. course, that's yeah. right. We were had some classes together. Mm. I did not say anything for the first year. I just went in, did what I had to do, and oh, left. Yes. So I did, barely made any friends the first year. Yeah, I don't think I did either. And then I think it was it must have been when Bray started mm. playing for Glenmore. Yeah. That I started sitting with her, and then obviously you started becoming friends with her as well. Yeah. And then um, it was Bronte as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Bronte. I feel like that was another one. I was so like, even you, outwardly social butterflies, can be shy at times. Yeah, oh, I, I, I say I'm I'm shy yes, if I, I know don't know the person. Yeah, like, that's yeah. what that's what I I'm think you found hard about being overseas. You, you people would be surprised that you found it hard to make yeah. friends and all that because, but you're always around here. You're always with your footy mates or your schoolmates. Yeah, and, that, and and then you do tend to be very <laughs> extroverted. Yes, oh, I can I completely agree. Which with is that. everyone's <laughs> same. I mean, it's hard just to bowl in and become the centre of attention of a room <laughs> or something. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I think sometimes like that first sort of year out of school can be a bit of a transition year where you're sort of doing, you know, things and you're not hundred percent sure. Like I know for me in that first year of uni when I started teaching I was still sort of a bit like umming and ring and um, I hadn't had a good experience at my previous uni and I was quite disconnected from, you know, studying and that kind of thing. So yeah, I feel like that first year is always a bit of a, you know, in and out year, and then you form those little friendships and go from there. Yeah, that first year in Brisbane, you, did you move down there by yourself as well? Yeah, yeah, I um, moved in 
Um, I wasn't really sure what I was doing, so I left it a bit late and I got into college, but not for a few weeks. Yeah. I had to wait for these rooms to be built. So I think that was part of it. Like I um, didn't have that initial sort of bonding time and then was living with my auntie for a while um, and then came into college and yeah, found that hard. So that was probably one of the contributing factors to why I didn't love it as much as I had hoped. But yeah, I'm really happy with the way things have panned out since then. Um, obviously, I wouldn't, would never have come to Glenmore if that hadn't have occurred and you know, all of the other things in my life that have you know, led me down there I wouldn't be a teacher so yeah there's lots of things that I'm happy enjoy happy. teaching yeah. yeah I love it love yeah, it yeah it has it obviously has its moments like yep. um sometimes you can get quite sort of bogged down in um I know I like I take a lot of it home with me just like the mental load of it um so that can be difficult but at the end of the day I really do enjoy it I love seeing um you know the the learning process and the students achieving things that you know they may not have thought they could have or um things like that and again yeah just that interaction every day is is really cool yeah well I sometimes think of it and this is in Ben's case as well I think like they go on about um sports stars being role models for teenagers and things like that but really outside of their family when kids are going to school their teachers are the probably the first people they look to as probably role models or, or mentors or people to to um, discuss things with maybe that they can't discuss with um, their parents or something like that like um, it, it does take on a fair load it's more than just teaching you you're responsible a bit for I don't know their emotional states and things like that because yeah you definitely do have a part kids are in highly it. strung these days yeah <laughs> There is a lot going on for them, um, and yeah, their, their, their own internal world is pretty um, up like all over the place at that age. So it is nice to be able to be that you know support person and um, like a calming sort of force for them. I know about role model all the time. How does yeah. that make you feel, Ben? <laughs> yeah, I don't know about. Oh, I tried it. Tried my best to be a role model, but I think it's a bit only at school. I mean, I don't think you're expected <laughs> to be a role model outside of the school like yeah no well, hopefully you don't put <laughs> in the same places as your students I was going to say they don't see me outside school. <laughs> um, but yeah I don't, I don't know I suppose especially last year like because I was only had that one year seven class that I was teaching the same subjects to so I think I was seeing them like in total in a school week I was probably seeing them 24 hours like so I was seeing them a fair bit mm. like and I know that they would be seeing their parents in that a fair bit as well but like I was taking up a majority of their week seeing my mm. face so yeah, so that's different to how you'll be teaching it back at where you are now at North Rocky? Like, you yeah, have so several I'll, classes? Yeah, I'll just have, like, yes, yeah, like a normal high school teacher, I'll have probably several because different classes, yeah. in the year seven at North Rocky, though, they're doing that, aren't they? Having one teacher. Yeah, teaching one teacher, subject. yeah. So that's what we found that was a lot of students struggled from the year six, mm. so the final year primary school coming into high school, coming from, like, that one teacher to then go into seven different teachers, seven different classrooms, mm. seven different sets of rules within those classrooms. Yeah. So it's kind of now funneled down. So like year seven, you still get that one teacher, but then year eight, you work down to, yeah. uh, I think it's three teachers or so, and then it kind of builds down from there. So. Which is a bit odd because, I mean, when that last year was still at primary school, that's how it was. So they've changed it back to what it was at primary school anyway. Because <laughs> yeah. remember, that only changed in the last, what, six years, five, six years? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think... I think Joel think was one of the bit, first ones that yeah, I think, actually... I think when I was in year 12 um, is when it changed. They're probably eight years oh, ago that now, long maybe. Ago. Yeah. yeah, there you go. I was going to say, I think, I, I think Joel was the second year because I don't think we ever crossed 
Oh, it might be. I don't yeah, think so. Joel was ever in high school when I was in high school. I could be wrong on that. Yeah, I'd expect you to I think the year I graduated, Joel came to school, or came to year seven the next year. Mm-hmm. Well, that might be right, actually, yes. That could be correct, yes. Cause I, I should probably know things like that, shouldn't I? Yeah, well, I don't remember <laughs> ever dropping him to school or anything like that in year tw- when I was in year... Actually, I didn't have my licence, so that's why I didn't drop him to school. <laughs> I didn't no. have money, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, now, as I say, I don't didn't know a lot about you, but mm-hmm. we're hoping to find out a bit more. But I, I was interested to hear that as a child, was it? Uh, yeah, yeah. So when I was um, in year seven, um, I was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma. So it's yeah, quite a long time um, ago now that that occurred. W- which is a form of cancer? Yes, yeah. Yes. So it's a um, cancer of the lymph nodes in yep. your neck. So started out with um, a few lumps in my neck that um, were noticed by another parent at a sports carnival. And then, yeah, just went to get some tests and that kind of thing. And it took them a little while to figure out what was going on. But I ended up having, like, a biopsy. And, yeah, was went um, went in, got the diagnosis, and went to Brisbane pretty quickly after that. So things changed very quickly. Um, I think I remember back to it now, and I think about, you know, I'm also, as an adult, think about my parents and, you know, how stressful that must have been for them. I was going to say, at that age, yeah. did you realise how big it was or did you, um, your parents would have been yeah, beside themselves, I yes can imagine. Yes and no. Yeah, my parents would have been way more stressed than I was at the time. Um, I was pretty upset because, A, I was going to lose my hair, which was, you know, yeah. I'd been growing it for a while. It was pretty long, so I was pretty upset about that. And then, B, I couldn't go to school camp, which I had also been looking forward to. So yeah, yeah. Um, the gravity of it obviously didn't really um, hit for a while. But Yeah, so you would have been... 13 about 12 um, 13 yeah 12 i think yeah. the oh actually i might have been 11 i think i was 11 um and i turned 12 while i was having treatment but i think i am very lucky the age that i was um because i did have you know you know some naivety in that i didn't understand the full gravity of it but enough sort of understanding to work, be able to work through things and to be able to handle things quite well um, particularly when I was, you know, receiving treatment and getting needles and that kind of thing. Like I had the maturity there to, to be quite okay with those yep. things and just know that I had to do it to, like, you know, to, to fix get better. Things. Yeah, to such. get better. Yeah. That, that's what I mean. Like, for your mum and dad, it would have been, are we going to lose our child? Yeah. But for you, it's more would have been more. I'm sick, but it wouldn't be your. Th- facing your own mortality or anything no, like that at I that age. was always just like okay I have to go do this and I'll get better like yep. there was there never was the thought that you know things couldn't um get it wouldn't better. go the way that yep. I had expected them it was just I was gonna go get treatment it's gonna you know suck for a little while but at the end of it I'll be okay and you know that's that's it so I think yeah having that ability to work through it but still have quite a positive um outlook was really helpful for me at the time and how long did that go on for that treatment um, as such? So about uh, roughly six months. So I d- was diagnosed in May. I did four rounds of chemo um, and then a block of radiation at the end. And I think I was back in ho- um, back home in Rocky in around October, November. So, so yeah. that's a good quick outcome yeah. then? Like, yeah. Is that because... Shout out to the lady that noticed it at the um, sports day. Like, I yeah, that it, means they got it fairly early. Um, so it actually had progressed to stage four, which is where it really? moves. Yeah, where it moves into 
a different organ, but it was right on the edge. So I think I was quite lucky in that sense. I had a couple of spots in my lungs and I think one on my heart, but I can't remember. It was a while ago. And yeah, quite a large mass, I think 13 centimetres in my neck. Yeah, so... It, it sort of had been there for a while, I, I believe. But it's not something anyone was expected to pick up no, on? No, like, I was like, like running cross countries, you know, playing touch footy, playing Yeah, netball. so it had no effect on your... No, I was, yeah, like quite good. I'd probably maybe had a couple of bouts of sickness, but nothing, nothing that out would of be the concerning, a, no. Yeah. Yep. yeah, so I was just really lucky in that it was quite a treatable kind of cancer. It responded really well to treatment. And then, yeah, so by the end of the chemotherapy, it had... Uh, essentially gone and the radiation was just to ensure that it was completely gone so yeah it responded really well to treatment which was awesome yeah. um yeah yeah so within 12 months you were back doing what you normally were doing beforehand yeah work. um i was quite lucky in that my dad was actually my year seven teacher um, oh, right, my classroom yeah. teacher so yeah. he obviously had to pack up and move to brisbane to be there with me um, and the rest of the family during the treatment but I was able to you know, do some schooling and they have a hospital school um, at what used to be the um, Royal Children's Hospital so I did a bit of school there uh, when I could and then I came back to Rocky and then started year eight at the same time as everyone else which was good a um, bit less hair than everyone else but that's okay and um, yeah I sort of just was able to pretty well jump back into things I think I was pretty determined not be too different I think at that yeah. time and I just I really wanted like I loved school I really wanted to get back into everything um, oh so you enjoyed being a student you yeah oh really yeah. loved school so you were thrilled when you were able to do school yeah yeah really? I am um, bit, bit bit of a nerd behavior for me but yeah <laughs> I've always loved school I yeah I've like always been a reader and um yeah just like like knowing things yep um <laughs> I've been known to like pull out a couple of weird facts um at a party but yeah, I'm making my sound, myself sound pretty cool here, but um, yeah, no, I, did, I really did love school, so I was pretty excited to be able to get back to school and start high school, and so I kind of just, yeah, sort of threw myself back into it, and I can't really quite remember when I started playing sport again, but I feel like I maybe would have played a bit of netball in midway through year eight, but I can't remember. Oh, right, eh? But yeah, I was able to get back into things pretty quickly, which was and awesome. And is it something you have to have checkups regularly now for? Yeah, yeah. So I have only just in the last um, year or so been re- like um, discharged from paediatric oncology. So they held on to me for a long time, um, which has been awesome. It's been really nice to um, be able to see my doctor that I had when I was younger. Um every year or it was you know it spaced it out um but i was down to a year and yeah i have some things that i still need to monitor but overall like things have yeah been really good so i've been really happy with um that and i'll just have to keep monitoring things into the future and be aware of a few things but yeah i'm really really lucky with the way things turned out so there is still a threat that it could come back yeah with um with the treatment like chemotherapy is pretty um pretty hectic like it it doesn't just kill your cancer cells it kills all like a, a lot of them at the same time um and having doses of radiation as well can really increase your risk for later on cancers down the track but um yeah the way i am i'm pretty on top of it and yeah hopefully if anything does come out i catch it early but it's not sort of something that i think about too often it doesn't really you know yeah and it's not restricting your lifestyle in any way no which is not at all i think more than just luck shows a great willpower 
and that to overcome that and not let it, you know, get you down. I mean, especially at that age, it would have been unusual. Like, I presume it is unusual. It is. Children um, at that age. Yeah, that particular cancer is kind of like an older person's cancer. So, yeah, I do know a fair few people, sorry, who have actually had the same one at you know similar ages, but the statistics are that it, for a um, 11-year-old girl, I think it's one in a million. So, oh. um, yeah, it's pretty nice to be one in a million. But yeah. um, it is it was unexpected. But, yeah, I did have a really, like, my family are just unreal. I had a great support system. And, um, you know, both of my parents and my sisters were able to come and live with me while I was there. And I have some, like, yeah, unreal memories of, you know, hanging out with my cousins that I wouldn't get to see and that kind of thing. So, yeah, yeah it's quite a nice time. You know, obviously bits of it were pretty yeah. awful, but it's quite a nice time for me to look back on. Yeah. Um, sisters, is that what you've got? A couple of sisters, yeah, did you yeah. say? No uh, brothers? No, I've just got two younger sisters. Um, oh, so you're the, the eldest yes, of the family? Yes, that's me. Oh. Um, so Hannah actually has started playing footy in the last year or so. So she's a Glenmore girl. Um, and then my other sister, Maddie, she lives in Townsville at the moment. She's in her last year of medicine. So oh, right, yeah. in a few weeks, really, she'll um, be a doctor, which is pretty cool. That is, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, she's the smart one. <laughs> you're, you're very smart. <laughs> Mum and Dad must be proud of the lot of you. Yeah. They were school teachers. You're a school teacher. And what does uh, um, Hannah do, sorry? Um, Hannah's a teacher aide at the moment, but she's also studying teaching. Oh, so <laughs> me, yeah. yeah, I think that's a pretty common thing with teachers like they seem to run in the family like um i speak to some other people whose parents were in the armed forces and they're in the armed Mm. forces it's a generational thing like school teaching seems to be the same no one's taken after you though in our family so far no no one's got any mechanical aptitude at all not that i have either really it's hard (laughs) work for me believe me it's just something to get out of school i hated school unlike grace i hated school (laughs) not that i was a bad student i thought I, i was I was um, I could handle school, but I just did not enjoy school at all. Yeah, I didn't enjoy me. the social side of well, it either. Joel's or carried, no one enjoyed Joel's carried that part on then. What's that? Of not enjoying school. <laughs> no, well you, well, you didn't really. You loved primary school. Oh, I loved all school. Did you? I'll probably maybe at the start of grade eight. I don't reckon I really enjoyed it. Tyler, Tyler and you loved the last year. It was just a social. Yeah, well, that, I reckon <laughs> after grade nine, it started to click with me that like it was pretty good. Like it yeah, spend pretty cool most of the day with my mates and all that yeah. um, better than working yeah especially year year 11 and 12 I think yeah definitely I think that's the case for most people when they hit that senior years that they start to really figure out like geez, this is pretty pretty good run what I get going on here like yeah, you get a bit mates more freedom. every day yeah a bit more freedom and that not acting um, like idiots so socially boyfriend wise has <laughs> any boyfriend ever approached you and tried to Serenade you with Amazing Grace, the song. Oh, I wasn't sure where that was going for a second. Um, Corey ever done that? Well, I mean, to me, it seems the obvious thing. <laughs> no, not yet. Really? Maybe you can you know, have a quiet word. No. Oh, we'll, <laughs> I'll have a chat Car- with Corey. Karaoke night? Yeah, karaoke night at the Bulls. It's never happened. No. Ever. Well, I have to say, I haven't had too many boyfriends, so maybe that's the issue. Statistically, it would be a bit hard. I thought to me it's a hundred percent sure thing. If you're chatting up a girl called Grace, go with Amazing Grace. I'm sure. I'm sure if there was if there was Tinder, yeah. I'm sure that if Grace was single, I feel like there would be some there. Oh, missed their opportunity. Um, don't. Follow, sorry. So Tinder, do you know what that is? Dating app. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So uh, I'm sure, like in Tinder, people just send like ridiculous lines and. Oh, right, yeah. messages yeah. and that. So I'm sure that there would have been one 
that yeah. would have been yeah amazing yeah. grace no it doesn't count unless it's live <laughs> i mean i'll have a chat to Corey. actually i think i think that's next romantic occasion maybe <laughs> come out with amazing grace mm, oh i'm I'll surprised to oh, it. Oh, what would well. can Corey sing um he's not terrible he's not terrible <laughs> i think he did get was it him or jacob that dropped from the primary school choir i think that was jake oh, oh. probably was both of them actually <laughs> i think it might have been jacob yeah back i do remember something about that yeah i thought i think it was jacob then Ooh. I haven't let it go yet yeah if we ever get Corey on the podcast, we can ask him about it. Mm. We, we should mm. try and get Corey on the podcast. Is he as angry in socially as he's on the footy field? No, definitely I, not. Actually, I think, definitely no, not. I think he has actually um, calmed himself down a bit. I think he year. has mellowed out a little bit. I think, yeah. you know, being a teacher, who was saying before, you know, are you a role model outside? Back line maybe helps. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, there is a bit of, like, pressure to, you know, be a certain way outside of school as well, so that's probably contributed. Yeah. But, you know, definitely not. He's... um. He's much more chill off the field. I think his, you know, passion for AFL is pretty second to none. So, and particularly when you know his brothers are playing and boys like Ben, who he's grown up with, um, yeah, he he does have a very protective instinct. He does, yeah. He's a he's a good one. He is, yes. So you're going to continue on coaching? Um, I would like to. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we're looking at doing something similar to Ben next year, um, Corey and I. So that has been... Oh, that's right. You're off overseas. Yeah, that's the plan anyway. It's been sort of a hard decision to make because um, we both love you know Glenmore so much. That's been a big factor is that it is hard to leave um, that club and especially when you know, Corey's been... Um, I, think, I think he was telling me one time he played under 12s when he was six or something like that. Like it's something ridiculous, ridiculous like that. Like yeah. that. So... He's been yeah, around Glenmore for so Glenmore, long. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, it was pretty tricky, I think, to make yeah, that decision. Yeah, I think I, I can definitely understand that. Like, when, oh, more at the start of the season when the Glenmore A-grade was looking pretty good and knocked off your poon, I thought, geez, this is going to suck being, <laughs> being away for the year that, like, could be the year that we finally win it and that. And I think um, when I was talking to Corey on Saturday, he was saying much the same. He said he would, he, he would be the unluckiest person ever if next year we won the grand final and he wasn't there because he was dropped for that 2014 grand yes. final yep. and then he's played in I think every grand final that Glenmore's been in since and he's obviously lost those as well and then yeah. for the one year that he's not here to then win it he he could consider him yeah well, the as, unluckiest as man. Grace says I think he did play when he was about six or something so he's probably played 20 consecutive seasons yeah. at the Glenmore Bulls which is incredible like yeah it? definitely and, uh, but yeah, I mean, by the same token, you can't let you know, the footy club restrict you from doing things. That, this is something you want to do. You've got yeah. teaching contracts over there, I presume. And, yeah, yeah, we're setting all that up um, at the moment. So, yeah, definitely. It's been a difficult decision, but I think um, it will be something that we'd probably regret if we didn't do it now. And, um, you know, I know that we'll be able to come back to footy and... Um, yep. to sort of be able to uh, Are you looking at one year, two years? Just one year. One year. Um, we, like, have the house here and that kind of thing. So, and, yeah, pretty keen to get back and get back into teaching, hopefully, at TCC. And I was going to say, uh, uh, TCC, probably, you're going to come back into there. The, yeah, hopefully, hopefully. To, yeah. I hope so. <laughs> did, did you have to resign? See, Ben, yeah. you didn't think you'd have to, but you did have to resign your position, Well, I didn't, didn't think you? I had to, but then, yeah, apparently if I... I think it's because I'm... Education Queensland. I'm in the public sector. I think I wasn't allowed to go teach anywhere else without 
resigning. Mm. So I had to, yeah, then resign from my position there. Yeah. Um, and you are going to England? Yes, such? yeah, that's the plan. And then plan to do a bit of holiday in this yeah. mid Yeah, mid, sort of teach and then... Year, they um, have this big break, do a bit of yes. holiday and on the weekends. That will be the plan. I have to get some tips off Ben. He's <laughs> just escaped yeah, well, for a minute, but we'll get yes, some tips off him um, I suppose, as I discussed with Ben at the time, I remember, or other people, everything's so close over there. Like, you can yeah. hop over to another country. And Ben was saying, actually, air flights are quite cheap. Yeah. Like, it's international still absorbently yep. expensive but like you can hop over to France or Scotland or something and yeah, it costs you under a hundred dollars I think he was saying yeah I did it? a trip um a few years ago and I flew from from Croatia to Greece for forty nine dollars I'm pretty sure like it was oh really ridiculous yeah, yeah. oh <laughs> so you're a seasoned overseas traveller oh, I've done a little bit I'm yeah would have probably liked to well I'm hopefully going to do a bit more but yeah I've done a, done a little bit I went over um it was in my first year of teaching, I'm fairly sure. I went over on my own and did Greece and Croatia and, yeah, just like sort of a bit in between. But, um, yeah, that was awesome. I really loved that. It was a pretty, you know... When you say experience. on your own, did you go and organise under 35 yeah. Kentucky thing? Or yeah, just... I did um, two of those and then sort of did my own thing in between yep. it, which was good. Met some people and had some, had some times. <laughs> so from the... The girl that didn't really speak much at the first year of uni, you actually went overseas? Yeah, yeah. And I overseas think, by yourself? Yeah, I think I just sort of needed to do something to get out of my little, like, funk that I was in. So that was really good for me. I really enjoyed that. Has Corey, Corey been overseas before? Yeah, yeah we've done a bit. Would have went to, I think they went to Bangkok or Yeah, we went to oh, Thailand right, a few years ago. Did, yeah, yeah, I think they, and I then think Japan. he also went when he was younger. Yeah, yeah. and then Japan yeah. as well. Yep. So any advice for Grace and Corey? Over in the UK? Yeah. No, not really. Not really? I think that, that, that'll be fine. Are you going to play Australian Rules football over there? I B- think ben so. did we find a, a club a over there. But yeah. apparently, I think you were looking at a different club. I'm not sure. I think it'll depend on where we end up yeah. specifically. But I'm worried about it being cold. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. <laughs> Having to run around in the cold. But they do have long sleeve jerseys. Oh, they do? Oh, well, now, well, I suppose we have long sleeve jerseys now too. But they're not as needed over here no. as they are over there, yeah. Didn't um, they play in their summer though? No. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's not that cold. <laughs> well, it's like this is their summer now, like about this temperature. Really? So you got to wear a jumper all year round. That's yeah. That's what I. I don't reckon I took my jumper off. I'm not going to England then. Until I got to like yeah, Portugal on this <laughs> recent trip. I was wearing sweaters every day. I think. Really? Yeah. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Gee. Don't wear. Well, I think I have three sweaters here in Queensland. No, I had a lot more when I lived in Victoria, of course. A lot mm. more. And wore them constantly, actually. So are there any places in Europe that you want to tick off straight away? Oh, that is hard. <laughs> I think I'd really like to see Italy. I'm a big, like, summer sort of person. I really would love to go back to Croatia. Um, when I did my trip, we were supposed to go to the waterfalls that are really really popular destination oh, yep. um, because my grandma had said like that is the most beautiful place I've ever been and the weather was too bad on my like sailing thing we couldn't get to them so I'd really like to go back to go to that spot and yeah um, what, what is your heritage um so my mum's side of the family is Irish yep um and then I fairly sure my dad's side is Scottish oh, right, Irish right, so, um yeah. but I'm not 100% sure yeah um because Corey of course there's a bit of Italian blood yes, boiling there yeah. he does yeah. he's got the mustache and everything so <laughs> yeah it'd be good to go and see where his family are from um yep. he was in the yeah, last couple of years 
sort of found out a bit more about their heritage, so it'd be nice to go and see see that. Yep. Yeah. Catch up with Gav Mackey if you're over in Italy yeah. too. He's over there. I'm not sure where he is. I think he might be in southern Italy. Oh, I have no I'm idea. Not sure. <laughs> Running a green grocery shop or something, I think. Like That's what everyone does in Italy. Do you know, or wineries. I can't remember where it was that Jacob said that there was a little town in Italy near the Dolomites. Big yeah. Town that they, he said that he wanted to check out. Yep. But I can't remember what it was, but I think it was something about that they had some family heritage in that spot. So yeah. I'm yep. sure Corey would probably be keen to check that out. Yeah, up towards the top. My dog might be just escaping. <laughs> he can't get out of the yard. That's right. He'll be, he'll be back. Yes, yeah, so because <laughs> I feed him. Are you a big foodie then as well? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I love love to eat, <laughs> eat and drink beers. That's the plan. Would you like another beer? Oh no, I'm okay. I'm still going <laughs> sure. on mine. Thank you, Bert. Um, yeah, I was going to say. I'd... Eating's expensive though. It depends on where you go. Oh no, actually, sorry. Did someone say? Was it you? Told me that. Um, eating out isn't expensive. It's buying fresh groceries, cooking, and all that's expensive. No, I thought I thought it would more be. I think it's more the opposite. Oh, right. Well, in the UK, I found groceries were cheap. Not that mm-hmm. I was doing groceries here. Um, no. But, no. but I, I found groceries weren't too expensive over there. If you're looking for, like, if you're actually conscious of what you're doing. Um, but like, I, I found places like Paris were Paris, obviously, and. Um, like your bigger tourist spots, you are paying more for eating out and that. Mm. But especially in Eastern Europe, I mean, you said you went to Croatia. Like it's so cheap over in Eastern Europe. Like yeah. When I went to Poland and went to Auschwitz, we were based in Krakow, and I think me and Russell went out for dinner, and I think we had about maybe six beers each, and bought like a platter each, and then uh, some thing to share, and we paid sixty-six Australian dollars for it. Mm. Like. That's not too bad. Eastern okay. Europe is, yeah, very yeah. cheap compared yeah. to your bigger, like, Western Europe spots like Paris, like Amsterdam. Yeah. Did and you have a favourite? Favourite spot? Uh, probably Poland, actually, yeah. Oh, yeah. I really enjoyed the food in Poland. I really enjoyed the experience there in that as well. Um, if I'm talking about the most recent trip with the two wars, oh, yeah. probably, probably Portugal, actually. Yeah. And Lisbon was very good, actually, as well, yeah. You, um, you didn't think much of, as we went through the other night, you didn't think much of France. Have you been to France? No, I haven't. But I have heard that it's a bit, um, like, uh, a bit grubby, maybe? Yeah, mm. I think it's I think it's only really Paris that's, like, I, I, I mean, I didn't go to any other places in France, but I've heard really good things about Nice um, mm. and a lot of southern France. I just found, yeah, Paris wasn't. Yeah. Wasn't what you expected. I yeah. found that with Athens as well. I was really excited to go to Athens, um, and it's one of the places I went was like actually by myself, and I was really excited because you know there's so much history there and go to the Acropolis and all that kind of thing, but it was just really dirty and a bit scary um, yeah. because of I think the financial crisis that they'd had years before and it just never really recovered. But yeah, I, like didn't feel safe, so that was a bit of a like let down there. But I think sometimes those really densely packed tourist places can be. Yeah, yeah, not what you expect. Well, that's what we found um, with with Naples, actually. I wouldn't mm. go back to Naples at all in Italy. Mm. Like, most of Italy loved it. It was really nice. Um, but Naples was just a bit the same. Like, it's a yeah. bit dirty, but it just seemed a bit shady. Like, yeah, I don't know how to really describe it other than, yeah, it just seemed a bit shady. King's Cross in Sydney? Suburbia. Yeah, maybe, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, other than that, yeah, really good experiences over there. I think something everyone should try and do Europe at one point. Mm. Yeah, no. I think I half mean, the population of Australia was over there <laughs> this current summer, or this current Australian. A lot. Winter. So you do run into a lot of Australians when you're overseas. 
Yeah, especially staying in. I don't know whether you're planning to stay at hostels or not, mm. but um, yeah, if you run and you go to hostels and that, yeah, you you yeah, can quickly like find out the Australians. Ninety percent Australian. Yeah, and it feels like then even all the Australians just kind of migrate together in that as well. Yeah, when I was in EOS, like the place that I stayed in the bar that we went to it was called the Down Under Bar and it yeah. was just it was just yeah. Australian like yeah. You know, yeah. all the people and then you go to different bars around the island and it was you know bar staff are Australian person on the doors Australian like yeah. one of those destinations are yeah so you, by backpackers are Australians popular over there or are we looked at as crass and I, you're probably a better judge than me I, I was there to party yeah I think we're considered more popular like, because yeah. I, I think we go over there, and I mean, I mean, most people go over to Europe and they do party and that as well. But I think, like people, I think there was a couple of times where people thought that we were American, but as <laughs> soon as they found out that we were actually Australian, kind of more warmed up to us immediately. Like, yes. I think they think Australians are just more fun and easygoing compared to. Well, Americans, Americans are crass. Oh, no, yeah. actually, that's right. I've got 2% of my listeners are American. No, sorry. <laughs> Americans are great people. Did great you find people. when you were going, like, when you met other Australians and they'd ask yeah. where you were from? Yeah. Did you find that, like... Yeah, no was... one knew where I came to most? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> are you serious? Yeah. yeah. We had that many people, like, like, oh, where are you from? It was, like, Melbourne, Sydney, a couple people from Perth, and then like, you would have to go, like, oh, Queensland, because no one would know where Rocky is, and they would go, yeah. oh, Brisbane, and like, no, yeah, like, I, like eight hours yeah. north of <laughs> I think honestly, and I I thought it would have changed with the way we have such social media in the world so much smaller. But like when I was a kid, yeah, we thought Queensland was Brisbane and the Gold Coast. That's where we were going to head when we finished school. We all headed to the yeah. Gold Coast, and I never knew Rockhampton existed until I rode my motorbike up it. Oh, except for Rod Laver. Actually, I uh, did know yeah. Rockhampton existed because my mum. Was, Rod Laver um, told me about Rod Laver, who was the Rockhampton Rocket, <laughs> like who doesn't even live here anymore. I don't think he's even dropped by of many lately twenty well, years. There, Rod, if you're listening, there was a girl that we met over there, and um, we said we're from Rockhampton, and um, she said, "Oh, I was thinking about moving to the sunny coast. That's pretty pretty close to Rockhampton." <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Yeah. No, it's yeah, been a no. Well, that's the other yeah. we, Queensland's yeah. pretty Depends big. Where you coming from? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, right. not yeah. that close at all, actually. When you think about it, um, AFL. Who do you follow in the AFL? Um, I follow the Lions. I think that's definitely a bit of Corey's influence there. Um, yeah, that'd be the Red Souls. I think you know. Obviously, I had not. I had never watched it on TV or anything like oh, that. Oh, so you never even watched it? No, I honestly, it like I knew that it existed, but it wasn't something that was played at my primary school or my high school. Or I, you know, I didn't see. A girls team anyway when I played at school. So at high um, school, what did you play? Netball, As you said, netball and yeah, and a bit of touch and yep. Um, I think we, that was it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but um, yeah. So it was something that I never really knew much about, and so yeah, like I said, I'd done two trainings before I played and just had absolutely no clue what was going on. Um, but I think being Glenmore, you know, having the Lions colours and Corey being like a diehard Lions fan. Um, yeah. So, what are their chances this year? Now that you are very involved well. with coaching, <laughs> and that, so you must understand the game to quite a yeah. high standard. <laughs> what do you I, think of the Lions' chances? Honestly, um, I think they're looking, you know, pretty good. It would have been nice to have Ashcroft still yes, around. Um, that, yes. But yeah, I think they've. I've seen them improve over the last couple of years, just from what I see. I don't watch every game as intently as Corey does, but it's always on. <laughs> Can never not watch it. No, yeah, I, hopefully they're going to go pretty good. I'll, um, 
you know, have to deal with the fallout if oh. things don't go well. So I'd like them to go I well. Think, I think their first game's huge. I know it's at the mm. Gabba and they've... I don't think they've lost there this year, but they've got Port. Yeah, Port. they worked hard to get that home final. Yes, they have. They've worked mm. very hard. So, like, I mean, one year they had a home grand final. They couldn't even win it that mm. year. It wasn't that the COVID year? They played in it. Sorry? No, they didn't play. Oh. That's what I mean. <laughs> yeah, but it was played up here. But I'm just a bit concerned. I'm not a big Joe Danaher fan. I yeah. I mean, probably he's probably not a bad footballer. He's probably quite a good footballer. It's just that I think everyone expects more of him because mm. of who he is and that. I but think, I think you've been harsh on him this this season at least. He was yeah, no, he's better than Hipwood. He's been better than Hipwood. Hipwood's let me down a bit. I thought Hipwood was oh, the better thing. So inconsistent. Mm. Oh, I think they might have left I'm the best way to go, McStay. Yeah. Yes, Hipwood, I'm nervous when he gets a shot yeah. for goal. Was it Joe Danaher who missed like from in front of the goals just oh, Apparently, the last I think game? he did his first Yeah, against St Kilda. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So, what do you think uh, of the Saints? What do you reckon of their chances? Um, I only really know bits and pieces about them because Ricky Richards loves the Saints. Um, she? She shout out to you, Ricky Richards. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't. I honestly don't know too much about them, but I hope they go well, but not as well as the Lions. <laughs> I hope they go great because one thing you should know about them is they have won once mm. in 120 years of the competition. Goodness well, me! 120 years? No, it's 125 years. I think nearly 124. Wow. We've won once. I can't remember it. I don't know why I actually support it. But um, I'd love to see him do great. So, so was Parr even an AFL fan? Sorry? Was Parr an AFL no, fan? No, not big. No, he tells a story where he used to go down and no one even asked, offered him a game of footy. Uncle Jim and him would go down and they'd say to Jim, do you want to... Well, who did Uncle Jim support? <laughs> who did he support? Yeah. Couldn't really tell you, actually. I don't know if I really like he. Because Jeff's Collingwood, isn't he? Yes, Jeff, Jeff is. Yeah, yeah. his brother's Collingwood. And does Kaz support anyone? Yes. It's got to be Richmond, Essendon, or Essendon. Carlton. No, Essendon. I was I say, yeah. Pa used to support Richmond, but he didn't really care much for football, really. You and know. then you're free, hey? Yeah. Mm. yeah. Where did Again. that come from? Like, oh. What was the third team he picked? Yeah. <laughs> he started start with the Lions, didn't you? I was Brisbane until 2004 when they got mm-hmm. smashed by Port Adelaide in the grand yeah. final, so then yeah. I supported Port Adelaide for a year. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I think we were down at the Gabba and we went and watched a game. And then, like, um, I think Dad said we could buy something like something from the AFL shop. And Tyler bought, like, the Bernie Gabba Vegas mascot, <laughs> like a plush toy. And then there was no Port Power one. And so I was like, oh, well, I want something. And I saw one with a surfboard that came with it. So, and it was the Fremantle one, Johnny Docker. And I was like, Oh, I'll just get this yeah. one then. I was, just became a Frio fan. There you go. And so then, basically, it was because you had to have something from the shop. Yeah. You couldn't leave without something. Yeah, and then ever since then, um, been in one grand final, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And lost it. But Actually, I think I've got a Port Adelaide jersey. Yes, you have. But why? Do you think you got that beforehand? Megan Ricketts, a Frio Dockers supporter. She yeah, can't explain she it either. I can't I don't know why anyone I anyone think hers is because of who's that guy? Matt Fife. Yeah. Oh that's, that's right of course. Yes, they probably have <laughs> a Yeah, there. that's fair enough. Matt Fife is a he's a pretty good looking He's an attractive man, <laughs> is he? Yeah. <laughs> he's passed it as a footballer. Brown low medalist. Yeah, but I think they'll trade him this year, won't they? They won't trade him. They'll trade him over to the one. He said he doesn't demons. want to be traded. He said one premiership at Freeman would be worth five at any other club he said. I'm sure he would but they don't care. They'll trade there's no loyalty from clubs to players, honestly. I, I don't know why they go on about players should be loyal to clubs because clubs are not loyal to players. The trade thing has become a, a business. Football is a business. They'll trade whatever they want. Oh, You'll no, get traded away, Grace. We'll send you to your oh. boon if we need to. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I think you're wrong. 
I can't. Can, who can you think of big names being traded against their own will? Not off the top of your head. Yeah, every big name that's ever moved clubs has been off their own accord. Lance Franklin from Hawthorne to Sydney, he wanted to move. Oh, Jordan Dugowie. Dugowie's still at Collingwood. The other guy then, Adam Trelaw. <laughs> I'm sure it won. Brody Grundy. Grundy wanted to go. No, he didn't. He didn't want to leave Collingwood. Well, well, he had a seven-year contract, a million dollars well, a year. Well, they're both coming from the same club then. And that club was doing that to dump salary. Um, the guys that left Hawthorne, Sam Mitchell, Luke Hodge. Oh, I don't even think they were traded. I think they signed in free agency. No, I think uh, I think Luke Hodge retired and then Fagan yeah, came out from contacted Brisbane. him. Yeah. But he didn't want to retire. I know. Don't put me on the spotlight. This is my show, all right? Let me make up my stories, all right? You say what I like. Oh, you do you. Oh. Do you. Just yeah, thank you. Just know that right. if I don't call you out, the viewers will call you out on it. They're listeners, not viewers. I'm listening. I must try and get more video content, actually. I feel, I feel video con- Do you know this will be heard in Mexico? Grace? Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. 19 countries. There you going go. To now. 19 countries. I'm trying to get Russia on board, actually. Oh, exciting. To, who's that guy? Putin in Vladimir, charge? Yep. Putin, yeah, yeah. Putin. Oh, I don't know if we want him listening. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, but he can sell calendars. He's the guy that sells calendars to the Russians. <laughs> and him riding his horseback half naked oh, in that bare chest of that. That's why they keep voting him in. Actually, I don't think they do vote him in. I think they do. No, yeah, I think it's a very rigged election kind of over there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they do have an election. I just think it's very rigged. Rigged, yeah. 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 Well, I doubt you're going to get Russia on board now after saying that. Yeah, that could oh, be no. Um, no. controversial. Yeah. Well, we love a bit of controversy on Fresh from the <laughs> I don't think we do. Have you got something controversial to say, Grace? Oh, great question. Mmm. Nothing springs to mind. <laughs> You're not a controversial person? Uh, I think I try not to be sometimes. Depends on the situation. But you have caused controversy in the past? I don't know. Can you think of a time where I've caused controversy, Ben? <laughs> I can, I can <laughs> actually, but I don't, oh. don't want to say it. Is this a mad question. Monday thing or something? No, I think it was just about like maybe one of the first, first times that I remember drinking and going out with Grace. Mm-hmm. And I just remember, I think it was at the Ginger Mule or the Heritage or yeah. something. And um, <laughs> just, just the Eagle Rock came on and oh, I'm just going to oh, love it. <laughs> that wasn't Mad Monday, actually. Well, it was Mad it Monday. Was Mad was Monday. Yeah. Yes. We'll leave it at that. I think everyone can get the context cues. <laughs> yeah. We'll leave it we'll at that, that will we? <laughs> yeah, I think we, you can pick up the context of it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was, that was a big year for going out I think yeah that year the year that I joined I don't think I was You've the influential more person yeah. Out a bit. yeah no, you definitely weren't the only one no I think you just caught the um the, the consequences yeah. Of it. yeah oh really uh, oh yeah have to find out more about this <laughs> one day <laughs> no that um that was a good year though I think for like the social aspect of the club like we did have quite like a a good like connection with the women's and the men's side, and yeah, yeah that was the the year that I joined. And was that twenty eighteen? Eighteen. Yeah. yeah, and obviously, like, yeah, I I like met Corey at Breeze twenty first actually. Um, so. So what happened first? Sorry, did you meet Corey first or? No, I played the footy first. first? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I very much like had the blinkers on when I came into footy because I was still a bit nervous. So I would just like go and stand with the girls and you know do the lap and everything like that and not really look over that way yep. um, to the other end of the field. And then, um, yeah, 
I got an invite to Bree's 21st and uh, went along with Bray. And yeah, I just got talking to, um, <clears throat> sorry, he got talking to um, Corey that night and yeah, yeah, rest is history and all of that. But um, yeah, so I came to footy first and then um, met and Corey, Corey through second. those yeah. connections. Yeah. yeah, I can't. And so even at Bree's 21st, you didn't do a rendition of Amazing Grace? No. It was quite late in the evening, but um, yeah. I'll tell you what, if you're not there, you could lose you. Like if some guy comes along with a rendition of Amazing Grace. I know, that could be it. Oh, it could be it. That well, could be totally. what, I don't know if you were there that day, Ben, but... Um, at Breeze 21st. No, at Breeze 21st, but um, at training, maybe the training after, or a couple after, you guys were running the lap, and I think Darcy or someone yelled out to Corey like, which one's the one that you like? And he just yells back, none of them. So, <laughs> he so could have lost yard. me then. He could have lost me then. <laughs> yeah. For some reason, I hung on. Oh, yeah. I, was, I probably was there, but I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like high school, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I could have, he got I could very have, nervous, he tells me, but Yeah, yeah I could have imagined lucky. Corey definitely shouting that out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can imagine Darcy. Yeah, 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 that's 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 all like Darcy Payne, yes. (laughs) So, who would you like as can be a um, celebrity, can be someone local? Who would you like to see or listen to? Sorry, on fresh. Just if you're going to choose a celebrity, just be aware we've got zero out of the zero, uh, zero out of (laughs) every recommendation on so far. Yeah, but but there's still time. We're getting bigger all the time. Getting bigger all the time. This, I Mm. think, this episode will. Put us into an extra stratosphere. Grace Just, Griffin, yeah. Grace Griffin's name alone. Yeah, it's got got well, a bit of um, bit of pull. It has. <laughs> um, I think I would like to hear um, Turtle Timborg on the podcast. Oh, don't you, don't you no, listen? Bugger. Don't you listen? You're not a oh, listener. I haven't listened for a little while. No, I've got that's to it. This refresh. is episode seven hundred and fifty. Episode done. <laughs> um, have you had Joel on the podcast? Yes, I have. Oh, jeez. I go. hear enough of them during the week. I don't listen to their podcast <laughs> again. Uh, oh, that is a big question. I think um, if you want to talk football, especially in um, in Rocky and someone who's been around um, footy for a long time. We'll take and Megan Rickett on. No, <laughs> not Ricketts. <laughs> not that long. Um, on too. <laughs> we, I think I'd love to hear um, Emily Richardson. Richo, she's... Um, I think she would be the most skillful player on our team and she's someone who's really underrated um, and knows a lot about footy as well. So, really? Yeah, All she'd right. be um, someone to talk All to, right. a Blues supporter. So, yeah, her and Wayne right. could bounce off each other if you, you're not another person. But yeah, <laughs> no, well, I'll, we'll, we'll approach Emily. That that seem, seems attainable. <laughs> now, what about if it was unattainable? Unattainable. Ooh. Unattainable. Any, put them on your wish list. Can be anyone. Hmm. Anyone at all? Pres- all right, presentations coming up soon. Oh, yeah, actually. I'm oh. MC now, apparently. Are oh, you? You're back. Apparently. Well and oh. truly. Yeah, oh, he just comes back and takes yeah. over. He took over Father's Day yesterday. <laughs> oh, Saturday, yeah. and she said, oh, hey. And I said, hey. And she's like, oh, do you want an MC presentation on? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> oh, that was excellent that year that you two did it together. Yeah. Um, yeah it was only a year before last, wasn't it? I yeah. believe so, yeah. Mm. Oh, that'll be when very shaved, engaging. When I had the shaved head and we did the poem. I don't think there'll be a poem this year, though. No. You Still did a poem, that's right. You did do a poem, yeah. 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 Myself and Hannah worked on one together. Hmm. No, Mum and I will go along this year. Well, I think I'm, a, I'm off work, so... Well, it's only not next weekend, the weekend... Oh, not mm. this weekend, the weekend after, so it should be back. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. Oh, better buy a ticket then, better I was going to say, yeah. I think they... Yeah. I'm going to buy a ticket too, I keep forgetting. <laughs> oh, you want to have to buy a ticket. Premiership coach, you don't have to buy a ticket. Oh. <laughs> well, don't tell Scotty I said that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll check the finances first. Um, oh, I don't know. I can't think of anyone. Really? Well, oh, no, I don't know. You've, you've given us a guess. Taylor Swift. We'll, we'll... Oh, yeah. Are you a Taylor Swift fan? Yes and no. Like, I, you know, we'll listen a bit, but I... Yeah. I'm not a... I said someone on the team, but we'll get Taylor Swift easy. Yeah, easy, That's easy, easy. Well, well, there, I'll do that. We'll get Taylor Swift. Yeah, That should Done. be no dramas at all, yeah. really. Yeah, very I mean, achievable. She needs the publicity. <laughs> yeah. This, is, this show right. will offer. It'll open up to a whole new audience, I'm sure, Definitely. in Mexico. Yeah. And Honduras. We, and who? We are listened to in Honduras. No, Andorra, sorry, Andorra. Oh. Hmm. Andorra. Um, I already told you, Andorra, who that was. That was Polon when he was snowboarding in Andorra. Oh, yeah, but no, it's going Paul has gone to Andorra? Yeah, when he was... What? Yeah, when he was over in February, over in oh. Europe. So he, he went wow. over to Kintiki, but he booked a, a ski trip as well. Yeah. And that was in Andorra, yeah. Oh, jeez. Honestly, I couldn't even tell you where Andorra was before that. Yeah. It's like in between France and Spain. I think it's... Yeah. Shares, oh, i got to catch up with Polon. Border, yeah. <laughs> so outside of Australia, we listen to in the United States... United Kingdom, Malaysia, Canada, Italy, France, Germany, Saudi Arabia, Iraq, Indonesia, India, Spain, Thailand, Andorra, Philippines, South Africa, Netherlands, and Mexico. This is big. How many do you reckon that you could actually link to someone that you know? Like I can't, I can't think. I can't think. I can't think of the Americans we listen to in seven different states. So I don't think it's anyone. I know, just in America. Listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> not, I'm not unaware of anyone in America. I'm I'll say, I can't think of anyone. Have you got Kingdom, a Instagram? You do, don't you? You have an Instagram? Yes, yes. Yeah, you should do a shout-out to your followers in America and get them to comment yes, on your Instagram I so you can to, see yeah. who they are. Yeah. Find out who they are, yeah. Yeah, so if you're one of the international listeners, <laughs> go to the Fresh From The Esky on Instagram. I believe that's just our handle. Yeah, um, I think so. And leave a comment there and so we can find out who these people are. Yeah. yeah. Tell us who your favourite guest was. Yes. yes. G-R-A-C-E. <laughs> yeah. I'll just drop a line out of an amazing grace uh, <laughs> and we'll know straight away who you mean. Right? Actually, we're going to go out. I think I mentioned this the other week. There's been a heavy metal singer has done a rendition of Amazing Grace. Ooh. He calls himself Dan, the heavy metal singer, I think. So I'm going to go out on that because, A, we've had you here, Grace, and apparently it is doing big things. This was just released, I think, on YouTube or something. As long as it's not you singing it. <laughs> no, I did you've think already, of doing that, actually, but well, I've already done it. I was going to say, you've already, did, you've already sung it once. It is actually the one song that I reckon I, because of my choir, well, not choir boy, I was a altar boy at church, and we used to attend church a lot, and, and, that, and um, because of my hymn singing in the front, you next mm. to the organist. I think it's Amazing Grace is one of my best songs. You say that, but mm. well, let's just not let's not try. Let's not try. I won't. I, won't. <laughs> I, I will not spoil the episode. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you very much, Grace Griffin, for coming along and sharing your story with us. No worries. Very um, happy to. Glad that you've done so well with your coaching because it's great to see you. young people like yourself get involved. Or, in the coaching side of it. I think it's great. And I think it's... I wonder how long will be before we have um, women, coaching women. Like, I think one of the clubs, would I be right, has 
a woman coaching their women's team? I um, thought I'm actually unsure. I thought I saw one of them, but maybe she Probably, was maybe part of the coaching team. Um, yeah. I've actually I don't know too many of the other coaches. I but, but as you <laughs> play more football, there will be I yeah. presume you know experienced footballers coming through that say yeah, I'd like to have I a think crack it's, at um, that. It's definitely, I think, improved my sense of the game. I've been coaching like with school and then little bits and pieces um, with Glenmore for the last couple of years. I think it's improved my knowledge of the game, and so I've seen the benefit of it as well, and, yeah, it has been really rewarding. So, yeah, Has it improved your own football, you feel? Yeah, you, you, yeah, yeah, I think so, yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, I think, you know, verbalising the things and going over them it sticks it in your brain a little bit better as well. So, yep. yeah, definitely. Hmm. Well, thank you very much again, um, and... Congratulations on your premiership, your captaincy of the Glenmore Bulls and everything else and and being part of the Redsill royalty family <laughs> kind of like almost yeah. practice. Going overseas. Everything's working out great, isn't it? It's it all coming up great. <laughs> yes. Very good, Ben. Alright, we'll go out with Amazing Grace by Dan the heavy metal singer. Thank you very much. Thank you. I'll see you all.
Blood.